0: of March, 2021. Welcome to the recovery from relapse meeting of Over Years Anonymous. Uh, My name is Rita Q. and today I'm absolutely delighted to introduce Cathy C from Montreal, Canada. Cathy came to OA in 2013 and she is now going to share her experience, strength and hope. Cathy, I just uh, want to confirm you signed the speaker release. Is that correct? Yes, I did. And I forgot to ask, how would you like your time? Um, Just give me five minutes before the so you've end. got up to 30 minutes is that okay oh okay see how far that <laughs> okay no problem take it away kathy thank you oh my goodness thank you so much rita you are a delight you make me laugh and you have this wonderful spirit of helpfulness um and thank you everyone for being here as well um i want to thank god for this opportunity for us all being here i'm sure i'm certain this power is what uh, brought us here together and has this come back here over and over again. I didn't always have this belief. Um, I came to OA after, um, you know, in in 2013, having previously binging and starving and dieting and obsessing about food over and over again every day uh, since um, I had actually the, let me just start the, The beginning of the obsession started uh, somewhere in the beginning of of my thirties when I decided to do a a diet, you know, a low carb diet, I wanted to just, you know, just change um, my weight. I wanted to be thin like my sister-in-law who had started this diet, I was really curious. And so I, I, I did it, I did it, and it seemed fine. Um, I had lost the weight. I never thought I was like obese. I never was. I was just, you know, chubby, chunky, I guess, maybe 15, 20 pounds um, of of weight. Um, so I just want to speed up too. So I, so, binging and starving started after I started that diet. I couldn't keep, you know, the weight down and I got so much attention. Everybody noticed. I, I was really... Um, you know, overwhelmed. Everyone asked me, what did you do? How do you do it? And I really thought I knew it all. I really thought like I I, I had something I could have told everybody, you know, what the right thing to eat was, what would keep your, your, you know, your body fat low. I had all this information, um, but I couldn't hold on to it myself. Um, you know, I went down to a, a really low weight of 102, 103 at a point, and that's that's too low for for, for someone of my uh, for my size and uh, for my uh, age and activity level. I was underweight, but it it was like that golden number. I had to hold on to it, but I couldn't. I'd stay, I stayed there maybe like nine seconds or something, and then it started, you know, slowly, slowly to become a challenge and a struggle and controlling, and and life was happening. I had my two little kids then, and um, I kept obsessing. I didn't understand why I kept obsessing about my weight, my food. Again, you know, it was bigger than me at a point. Um, having trouble with work, I got laid off, had the summer off. And I remember just like wandering to the pantry and thinking, what should I eat? What shouldn't I eat? Anyway, that grew and grew and, and grew. It became all about me, all about my weight, how I represented, uh, you know, myself. Um, I felt I was living, you know, a double life. The person inside me, you know, did not match, you know, the person outside me. I wanted to, to control the outside, so maybe the inside will feel better. Somehow, if I got back to that low weight, you know, I'd, I'd be happy with myself again. Um, and I really tried. I I I really tried, and you know, like crazy diets, right? What What did I do? Well, I started, you know, other diets. Um, I paid people to help me lose weight. Um, I sought out, you know, um, exercise programs. I sought out people. and asked, "What are you eating?" And "What are you eating?" And I became so obsessed with myself. Um, I didn't know this was happening. Now, in hindsight, I know i could see it I could see it as it was but then i just really thought I wasn't hurting anyone i really just thought you know I just have to take care of this little thing I have like you know i like sugar or I have a little you know uh problem with food and and, uh, and not enough willpower you see so m- my sister who also is a is a is a great dieter you know she she diets for six months right and uh, up until you know summer and then after summer she'll she'll Gain those 10, 10 pounds, and that's what she does, she's perfect, she's able to follow a diet, right, six months eating, six months not eating, and she's perfectly fine, and she would tell me, you can do it too, Kathy, you can do, it. you've done it for a few weeks, just keep on, keep on, and so I'm like, there I go, I'm going to keep on, and keep on, and come on, like, you know, don't forget, and write it down, and, and maybe this, and maybe that, just the craziness in my head, there was no peace, and the relationships in my life as well were suffering because I couldn't apply myself to anything else I was just so self-absorbed I didn't like the person I was becoming the thoughts in my head were not pleasant they were not kind they were like you know um so I don't know how to say it it's like beating myself up with a stick all the time never good enough why can't you just remember? Why can't you just stay off the food? Why don't you just be normal? Why can't you just get this, over and over and over again? And um, you know the resentments grew. I didn't know there were resentments in a way. I understood what all this was, right? All these defects coming up, and I really believed in my head that I was choosing to eat. I really thought in my head, well, why did you choose that? Why why did you do that? Only. Later, when I studied the steps, I realized I had no choice. I, I didn't get to choose to eat or not to eat. It chose me. That's that powerlessness. I didn't know the wording yet, but speaking with a friend. So this went out for 10 years, the craziness, the obsession of the body, the weight, um, feeling alone, feeling disconnected from life. Um, and I remember, you know, sitting in my living room one day, probably maybe eight years, eight nine, 10 years into the, into the uh, binging and starving, just sitting there saying, this is it? This is it? This is where I'm at? I had no spirit, I had no ambition, just me and just like what the pantry, the TV, just waiting for my kids to get home. I didn't feel I had a life, no connection to anything of a, of a higher energy, higher power. I have little I had little you know great little things in my life going on. I had a loving family, so I couldn't blame my family. Uh, a loving husband, uh, you know a home, we'd travel on the outside everything looked perfect and great. and and I couldn't realize that I couldn't hold on to that gratitude and be grateful. I was just so self-absorbed. There's something missing inside me and I didn't know what. something not right and I didn't know what. And I sought it out in other people. And, and, you know, um, I don't know, just other people. And, and I just focused on maybe if I can work on eating better, I'll feel better. Um, so I was speaking with a friend one day after, you know, 8, 10 years of doing this. Her too, she was obese by her, by her own admission. She says, Kathy, we, are, we behave with sugar like alcoholics behave with alcohol. And I was like, oh, let me Google, let's see, let's get some help. So I Googled, I Googled sugar addiction and OA came up. So I told her, okay, there's a meeting Thursday night uh, in the basement of a church. Let's go. She says, fine, let's go. I get to the parking lot, inside the parking lot. She texts me, she goes, Kathy, I'm renovating my washroom. I can't make it, but you let me know. I said, okay, no problem. I go to the meeting and I was like, you know, all these women there and, and they asked me, they said, are you here for the choir? Cause there was a, a choir practice going on in the other section of the church. I said, no, I'm here for OA. See, because I didn't necessarily look like, you know, I can like I was like, look like them. I guess they thought, you know, I had to be, I don't know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 pounds overweight, which, which I didn't, you know? Uh, but, you know, I come to see that my illness is in my head you know, uh, I just was, my cycle was binging and starving, binging and starving, that's what I was, I was periodically trying to control it every two, three weeks, losing the same five pounds over and over again, anyhow, so I went there, and they started this God thing, and, and I was like, okay, this is a bit different, I thought, where's my food plan, that's what I was looking for, fix my taste buds, please. Every time I eat, I just wanted to stay here. I wanted to eat here. I didn't want it to show on my body. I I didn't know I was looking for ease and comfort. Again, I really thought I chose because I wanted to eat stuff. I, I chose bad. Again, I, I made it like a moral issue. Nothing to do with that. Nothing. I have great values, great standards, great morals. I just needed help with the food. I kept saying there's just something. Didn't know what. Anyhow, that first meeting, I cried because people were saying the same things like I did with food, you know, hiding, stealing, binging, starving, craziness, just craziness, the isolation, the, the not wanting to be around, couldn't look at people in the eye, ashamed of my behavior, felt guilty, didn't feel I deserved anything. Um, so kept going to OA meetings, really didn't hear the message uh, that, I, that, I, that, that, that stuck they probably said it just didn't stick with me um so what did i do well like a good compulsive overeater i decided to do things my way pick and choose what i want to do the allergy of the body for me was the hardest thing to accept i didn't want to be told you can never have sugar like the alcoholic can't have alcohol i didn't want anyone to have my food especially not god he'd make me fat right that's where I was, that's where I was. But again, I just couldn't. I didn't know how blocked I was from seeing the truth, being in reality. I was stuck in my head, fear consumed me. Fear is what drove me. Uh, what motivated me was, well, if I look good again to you and if I behave nice, then maybe God will give me what I want, right? That, that Santa Claus thing, like the you know, naughty and nice. I just couldn't win, you know, because I was naughty. Like, it was like, I just can't. I really want to, to stop. We all want to stop. We wouldn't be here today if we know our desires, want to be free from this self bondage. I didn't know what that meant. Um, so I did that for a while, trying to be abstinent, couldn't. I'd get a few weeks here, a few weeks there again, I never surrendered to a food plan, a plan of eating. No, I said, I just, you know, and so what, another thing that I did that, you know, kept me in relapse was I went to a, a, um, a group where they didn't believe the the food had the, you know, was like alcohol. They thought it was just behavioral. So we didn't talk about food. We didn't talk about, you know, eliminating certain foods that have this like biological reaction in the body, just like alcohol to an alcoholic. I said, great, that's where I belong because somehow I didn't want to give up the control. I wanted to eat like a normal person. Like, wow, like I came to a way admitting that I couldn't eat sugar it would always lead me to, 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 to binge. And here I am thinking now that somehow my, my body, my physical body would change, just like the color of my eyes. If I pray hard enough, they'll turn blue. I really like blue eyes, but you know, that's that same illusion and delusion I had was the food. I didn't want to accept, admit or concede that I had this body this body reaction is abnormal, this phenomenon of craving, which for us manifests into more, makes me want to have more. I just want to, for heaven's sake, I just want, you know, a little bit, maybe just Saturday nights. again, thinking that I could be like a regular eater, or even a hard eater, right? Not everybody who's overweight is a compulsive overeater. No, right? So I thought, well, why, well, you know, I'm not that bad. I, I can do it. I have to try harder. So I'm in this group and doing the steps, she's like, we don't, we don't talk about the food, once you're recovered, once you do step nine, you're recovered, and you're helping people, and you carry this message, and you'll be okay, so I did that, yay me, right, well, up until it wasn't fun anymore again, thinking that I can just pick up and go with food, you know, Um, thinking I don't have this allergy of the body, it's just uh, an obsession of the mind, you know, I don't have that allergy of the body. And so I was consumed again, came back to me, the physical craving. I had no control to stop it. Once I ingest it, it takes over. I can't stop it. I can't, I wish I could. It's like the, you know, it's like whiskey in the milk. I'd want another one and then another one. Like he just wanted one, right? (laughs) Jim, he just wanted one he just wanted a little bit of, of, of whiskey in his in his milk well just like me I just wanted to you know have a little bit here and there but it wouldn't stay there it always eventually led me to a binge always led me to the shame the guilt and like what happened what happened what 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 did you do again there we are again you know waking up with that you know that self that self-pity right that that bitter morass that we talk about, that low place, that low spot, waking up, saying, what did I do? Um, So this went on, unfortunately, for three, four years, struggling again, struggling again. Um, And the thing that really did it for me, the physical part of of this allergy, right? There's two components, right? The the physical allergy and the the mental obsession, right? And the only solution is a, a spiritual solution because it, it, it you know our real problem centers in our mind which is the uh, spiritual malady um, the lack of spirit so the the, the first uh, part of it I remember I had to get gum grafting done <clears throat> so they take some tissue from one side of your inside palate and they bring it to the bottom of your, of, of your, your gum line right they, they transplant it so the doctor says, Okay, well, you're gonna have to have soft foods, so you can have ice cream, you can have puddings, you know you can have like soft uh, jello things, you know um, soft foods, so um, you know apple sauces and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't have ice cream, but let me get the other stuff. So I got this like jello thing with like you know artificial sweeteners uh, because no, 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 I can't have sugar right We're not gonna And this is me trying to be abstinent. This is me abstinent, right? This is the whole this is the whole purpose. So here I am. I'm abstaining. I'm, I'm 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 think I'm I'm doing so well. I think I'm abstinent. So it was time to eat. So I have a, a little Jello thing. I take one. I take a few, you know. I finish it. I'm like, okay, now what? Well, something came over me. I see myself getting up, being drawn to the cupboard in the pantry, opening it up, and I'm looking for, for 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 uh, other foods not the healthy like you know make yourself a smoothie for heaven's sake or like do something take your take absolute food puree it right that's what a, a normal person would do that's sane. that's wholesome that's the truth is i no, i couldn't because now the allergy of the body was ignited it was on my mind is blocked it's stopped it won't remember to remember i have no choice but to continuously eat So I find myself having cookies, taking a cookie in my mouth, letting it sit there and soften. Because remember, surgery, it was raw on one side, raw on the other. And letting it sit there. They were semi-soft. And there was only like two left in the pack. I'm like, oh, but now the allergy again. Didn't want to stop there. I had to continue. So I decide, I decide, it decided my body somehow, you know, led me to get more. I had no choice. I had no choice. Here I am looking, looking, rummaging, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you'll just have a bit. I had no choice to stop. I couldn't stop. That's not powerlessness, right? I also, like it has, I have like a defective will. My willpower will not stop me because it will not come into it. It's a mental obsession, right? And now I have the allergy of the body. So um, there I am again, and I'm tasting the blood, eating more cookies, and I feel the blood in my mouth. That didn't stop me. That's the craziness. That's where this brought me. I decided I had to go to another group. I couldn't deny it anymore, the physical allergy. So that group was not for me. Maybe other people can do that. I don't know. I couldn't. So I went to another OA meeting, another group, and there they believed that it's a real thing. That was my truth. I had to see that I have this. That's what it says to concede to your innermost self. You know, you're at step one when I concede. Admitting I'm a compulsive overeater didn't help me very much, but conceding to my, in my innermost self that I can't be like other people. The, the illusion and the illusion had to be smashed that I have this twofold illness that the Dr. Silkwood talks about, both of them. I can't stop once I start, and then my mind you know, will convince me that you don't have a problem. You know, My mind will tell me it's okay. Why? Because that's the mental obsession. And I was taught when there's a mental obsession with that, that is the only thought. There's no other thought that's gonna come in and deter me. So, you know, when, when we hear people say, well, you know, you should have called your sponsor, or you should have gone for a walk. What? You could do that as a compulsive eater? You can call your sponsor? Like, no, that happened to me. I wish I had that space, that sanity. Now I do, now being recovered, now I'm like, that that's a really stupid idea bring your lunch or you, you know what you have to do or no that's not going to work or I didn't have that at the beginning right that untreated mind um, so it was impossible for me you know so that this led me uh, to find a sponsor and I was struggling I was struggling find a sponsor during the steps she said you need to get a plan of eating you need a plan of eating from a nutritionist i said but i know what to eat i i i know what i have to need i, I know everything about food and i know she's like really how well have you been doing on your own knowledge how how, how has it been It's like oh yeah because what i also did was i'd have the food plan right but Oh, feeling a little bit hungry. I don't know. Maybe a little snack would be nice while watching TV, you know? So I'd go make some like popcorn or whatever. And then it's like, there it goes again. The allergy of the body kicks in. So I wouldn't stop at just that little bag of popcorn. Then I'd have this and that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to eat dinner, but the calories, let's say maybe six, 700 calories. Yeah, let's call it a dinner. Again, couldn't make sense. I couldn't follow my own plan because it was insane. Like she said, I don't have the ability. I wish I had the ability. I don't have the ability. I needed to trust someone else with my food, giving me a food plan, showing me exactly what you need to eat so I could stay you know, healthy and sane and the chatter would quiet. Because if you're like me or if you know, you're a compulsive overeater, you're going to think, did I have enough? Maybe I should have more. Yeah, I didn't eat too much yesterday. I can have some today. I feel better. So I can just swap it around here. It doesn't matter. It's just a little bit. Oh, you know, oh, I slipped or that was, you know, back and forth again in my head, thinking I could control it, thinking that, you know, next time will be better, won't be as bad. You've got this. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. This was a real physical component driven by the mental obsession that comes about from my spiritual malady. So in the big book, it says, you know, once we, you know, you know, we, we find a solution from the spiritual malady, our bodies and our mind will heal as well. I don't have the exact verbiage, but it's but it's an, it's there. So I had a I had an even bigger, bigger, you know, um, challenge. Now I had to find this higher power, right? The spiritual malady. I had to find a spirit in which I would, would help me continue on with my life, because as anybody else, we have ambitions, we have goals, you know, we have our family, we have relationships, all this matter, all the, all these things matter to me, and I couldn't be happy, because I was always stuck, I was not free, I was still stuck in the food, stuck in that cycle, right, that restlessness, irritability, and discontentment, you know, trying to stay abstinent alone, I couldn't, and then I'd have a little bit for ease and comfort because I just wanted it all to just quiet down a bit, just take everything down to a notch. <sighs> you know. And the food did that for like a few minutes. But after it was disastrous, it brought me to another place. I was hijacked. I was mentally hijacked. I couldn't stop at just two or three or once a week. I couldn't. I couldn't. So why was I restless, irritable, and discontented? Right. That's the thing. I have these disturbances in me. That's the spiritual malady. That's how it looks like. So only a psychic change, what helped me. I was told, right, Doctor Young, who helped Roland Hazard, you know, who came and helped, you know, eventually the Oxford Group and Ebby Ebbie to 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 Bill, you know. And and Bill in one of his uh, shares, he had said, you know, I think he was taking his twenty-year chip or something. He said that the first recovery story was in the office between, uh, you know, um, Roland Hazard and Doctor Young, where he said to him, the solution is, you know, these these spiritual experiences can help, you know, people like you, the chronic alcoholic, the hopeless variety. Rearrangements of ideas, emotions, has to be, you know, all that. And your old ideas, your old beliefs have to be cast aside for something new. So I like that. You know, so how am I going to get this, right? Where's the spirit? And then I was also taught in the We in, uh, Agnostics, right, page 55, that this higher power has always been there, right? Where and how am I to get this? Well, where? Down deep inside all of us. We are, have a higher power. We have, you know, the spirit. Um, and I had to start with, okay, what does this look like for me? A spirit, one of love, one of peace, one of kindness, one of forgiveness, and one of giving. And that's where I started. Because I was looking for, for freedom from that. You know, I was tired of being angry, upset, frustrated, hating myself, hating everything, feeling what's the point, things aren't going my way, what's the point, might as well eat, who cares? Might as well just have it anyways. Um, but I had to set aside all those old ideas, my old beliefs of what God was for this, for something new.
1: I um, think you have five minutes.
0: Thank you. Yeah, so my last, uh, you know, relapse, again, um, had to stop with the food, have someone, you know, uh, provide me with a plan of eating, which I checked with my sponsor, because I had to make sure all those foods were out of my life completely, and it did, did help with the physical allergy, Um, because it's not in me, the physical allergy, right? The craving only starts when I ingest it. So that was okay. But then we had to work on the mental obsession and that would only be with the 12 steps with someone else. And my biggest, biggest problem was coming to rely and trusting this higher power, right? And step three, we have to make a decision, right? So step one, I'm powerless. My life is unmanageable. I, I can't, it's, this, it's, an, it's, it's uncomfortable, I'm disturbed by everything, by people. Nothing seems to be making me happy. Can't even control the food. Step two, they tell me you're gonna to come to rely on the higher power. Not your own power, drop it, drop that story. Drop that story, you can't, you don't have that power. Look at the evidence, so I was convinced. I have to come to reply, rely on a higher power. Step three, now we have to decide to turn all our life and like everything, I thinking, my, my will and my actions over to this higher power, I have to decide, right? Every day. So I could be free from myself, from my old thinking, my old way of doing things, for something new, to do, a, to do God's will, which is God for me, again, is love, comfort, ease, forgiveness, you know, uh, awake, awakening to, to, the, to the day, you know, and peace of mind. Um, so I had to turn you know, to this God, so from my old way of ways, or old ways of thinking, even yesterday is my old way of thinking. So every day for today, for a new experience, you know, the the set aside, set aside everything I think I know about my brokenness, the 12 steps, right? My family, people, um, for an open mind and a new experience of myself, these 12 steps, my brokenness and others, and, and especially God, especially God. So I had to turn my life over. So how am I going to get rid of my old beliefs, my old ideas? Well, we have to inventory everything. Steps four to nine help me clear all that up. Help me see exactly, you know, how my life is unmanageable. I had to see like the bedevilments they show us, right? Like pray to misery and depression. I didn't feel of use. I didn't have a purpose. Um, and so I saw in my inventory how I was, how I behaved, how I thought. So I needed God to help me with my thinking. So step 10, I keep, do, I do it every day um, during the day. It's really to keep it clean, to stay in the moment, it's basically steps four to nine. And that's step 10 is what keeps me away from relapsing, seeing how I'm, how am I looking at this? Because the problem life is in my head, it's not in your head, your life is in your head, how you view things, right? The world is as I see it. So what's going on today is really what's going on in my mind. So, I need God to come in. I ask every morning a prayer meditation, step 11, you know, direct my thinking. This is what I have, what's going on, God. Let it be your will. Show me. Show me. Let my day be your will today. This is what I have going on, but show me your will for me today. Is this for the greater good? You know, am I being helpful? Or help me? Yes, from yesterday, I was a bit rude, kind, I was short with my kids. Help me today, remove those defects and help me today how to be a better person, how to be a better human being. Who can I serve, who can I help, right? And my step 12, I continue, I have a program where I can be of use, thank you. I can be you know, connected to other spirits and grow and grow. Because when I teach the big book with others, I'm actually you know, learning. And that's the beauty of this program. When I give, I receive. It's like giving someone a gift at Christmas. You're so excited for them to open it it up, open it up, open up. You're you're more excited for them to be like elated and and to get this experience because, you know, it's so wonderful to share. It's just the best feeling. It's love and action. And this is what we do. This is why we're all here. So we all have a higher power. We all have a feeling of a spirit of love, connection, community. We don't have to hurt anymore. We don't have to hurt ourselves with our own thinking right? So I have to build and grow and keep a relationship with a higher power every day. So I am free. I am free from, you know, uh, doubting, worrying, uh, fear, right? I have, you know, I'm either fear is I'm in the future thinking this is going to happen. This is not going to happen, right? And my ego wants to protect me. My ego wants to like get in there and thinks it has a job. It's false. Kathy, that's time. Great. Thank you, everybody, for letting me share. So I just want to, again, um, the message really is that, um, we, you know, we come to rely and depend on a higher power, and that's a, it's a wonderful place to be. Thank you. I pass.